0: The Mission publishes the number one newsletter for accelerated learning. Learn from the best and brightest by joining our community at themission.co forward slash subscribe. Welcome to The Mission Daily. Today is a special day for us as The Mission Daily has surpassed its one millionth download. We would like to thank you for being there with us every step of the way. It's because of you we have achieved this amazing feat. We appreciate you and will continue to bring you awesome content for years to come. In honor of our millionth download, we bring you this special episode on creating more opportunities for yourself. We hope you enjoy.
1: Opportunities are what we're all after. I'm after it. In a way, that's what life is, right? Life is just one opportunity. And the fun thing is we get to define that and decide what type of opportunity we're going to view life as. And so in this episode of The Mission Daily, your number one source for accelerated learning, we're talking about how to create more opportunities for yourself. This is a first principles approach to opportunities to help tease out some fantastic ideas. I have Stephanie Postles here with us. Hello, hello. And we are going to get to the bottom of how to set yourself up to use technology, social platforms, whether it's your website or email or just your interactions in day-to-day life and kind of seize the opportunities that come your way. So whether you have an idea in your head about the the things that you want to happen or the outcomes you're looking for, uh, I hope after this episode, you're gonna be able to take some action to capitalize on that next opportunity or strike up the right conversation and say the right words, say the magic words that will unlock opportunities for yourself.
2: And let's hope we can say the right words because Chad <laughs> gave us a melatonin before the, before starting recording this episode because it's late and Chad's like, this will help us go to sleep afterwards. And now I'm thinking like, should we have taken a melatonin before recording?
1: Yeah, it won't kick in for a while. So we're good. So All right, let's see how nice, it goes. Uh, so we, we did the 2.5 milligram dose, which is... Uh, Typically, you know, melatonin is sold in three milligram doses or five milligrams. Which and, you are
2: very against. Yeah, because
1: it turns out that uh, a milligram to 2.5 milligram doses is actually the sweet spot. And anything beyond that can have the opposite effect that melatonin is used for, which is to help facilitate better sleep. And if you haven't tried it, amazing lucid dreams. So, that's Especially a, if you have a baby. A whole other episode. But,
2: <laughs> like we do. That has been yes. causing lack of sleep lately.
1: <laughs> so when you get a chance... To sleep, you might need a little sleep aid, and melatonin is uh, is great <laughs> for that. So it's, it's yeah, it's not a pharmaceutical or anything like that.
2: All um, right, opportunities. Sorry, I get on tangents. So it's an opportunity
1: to sleep more. Okay, sorry. True. Yeah, we don't want to put you to sleep. We yeah. don't. So sorry. Um,
2: talk about platforms. Maybe let's start off with what platforms do you go to to create these opportunities, or where do you look? Where do you start?
1: Whichever ones you're currently using in your day to day life. That's typically where the most opportunities lie. That. I think this is fun because viewing life as an opportunity requires us to have a uh, Sherlock Holmes type mindset where we are figuring out mysteries. And there, you know, a great quote is something along the lines that a belief in secrets is an effective truth. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's very hard to determine what different people mean by truth or what different people mean by secrets. You know, for better or worse, people define words in all kinds of different crazy ways, and it's up to us to create our own internal lexicon of this means this, and and this other thing means this. But bottom line is, we are surrounded by opportunities that we, because of our lack of imagination or uh, creativity, can't really seize or identify right now. But there might be threads of an opportunity or clues around us in our day to day work lives, in our friendships. In our conversations, the people that we're texting with right now, or the social platforms that we're using on a daily basis that we can uh, better capitalize on. So, well, how can we
2: identify those opportunities if we're, if you're basically saying clues. we're kind of missing them right now?
1: Yeah. So, look for, so I, I'm saying I'm, I'm missing opportunities too that I don't even know uh, exist. And I think that generally, as a rule of thumb, we are surrounded by opportunities. And there are a bunch of, I'm not going to bore anybody with like a bunch of parables or anything like that, but there are some great stories about. There's the Acres of Diamonds story. So anybody that wants to look that up, that's a great example well, of. Tell me, I want to um, know what it is now. I'll probably butcher it. Yeah, I didn't, that's fine. Uh, Go ahead. Do I it. haven't reflected on it in a long time, but okay. So this is this is a fun thing that people might not hear. The person who started this story wanted to raise money for I think Temple University or what became Temple University. So he set up a speaking tour going all around the United States, giving this speech called Acres of Diamonds, and it was about a farmer, I think in South Africa who had bought this farm and he had uh start, it was to prospect for diamonds. And he basically spent years and years, decades, saving up money for the farm. He finally like, you know, determined that, okay, this is where diamonds should be at, bought the farm, started to look for them, started to mine, did, did all these things. And it turned out that, you know, there, there weren't any diamonds there. So he like, he sold the farm, he searched all around the world. And then later he found out that there were a bunch of diamonds. He had just fallen short like there's there's another like story about this called three feet from gold where it's it's another story of a guy that's looking for gold and he ends up stopping on his claim three feet away from hitting gold and Uh. whether or not these stories are accurate or not doesn't matter because they are amalgamations of stories that are accurate so they are myths in a sense where you know, you don't always want to use myths to make your (laughs) important life life decisions, but sometimes myths or collections of a bunch of different stories of people that came before are really useful in that. So the bottom line is like, there's typically opportunities around you that you might be oblivious to. Now they might be where you're at in the farm. The real diamonds might be hidden just a little bit further than where you're willing to go. Or the gold mine, the vein of gold might be three feet beyond where you're currently comfortable of going or three conversations past the most uncomfortable conversation you've ever had. Yep. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, that's a great thing right there to start. So most of the clues that will lead you to acres of diamonds or wealth or opportunity or joy or excitement or the spouse or, you know, a better relationship or anything like that are behind cringeworthy, uncomfortable Anxiety-inducing conversations, and what do I mean by that? So, I mean that the conversations we're often most fearful of having, or starting, or sparking, or the ideas that we are most fearful of bringing up to someone often contain the clues that we need to find what we what we need to go after.
2: Yep, I like that. I think I'm trying to think of every uncomfortable conversation I've had where I kind of dreaded doing it. And afterwards, those are either the best friends that I've had or, you know, the best connections I've made or the jobs that I've gotten all because of kind of like something that I felt maybe embarrassed to even go after and start.
1: Yeah. And I I just I was was trying to get this in before I should have explained it. So I'm not talking about uncomfortable conversations where somebody is just like a complete jerk or where I mean, yeah. it's clear the person is like incredibly intoxicated yeah, <laughs> or something like that, that like, just, they just or people have are dangerous those, like yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not what i'm talking about by any stretch of the imagination i'm talking about uncomfortable conversations because you want to bring something up but you feel as if the societal pressures and pressure from culture or real or imagined expectations from others are preventing you from telling that person you care or that you like them or that you're You know, you admire their work or any anything that might get to and move you to a place of more honesty, more candor or whatever the case is. Um, But basically, like you want to move to truth in the conversations with your friends, your family members, with the people around you, because oftentimes we think we know these people. We think we know our spouse, but we there's always a deeper level to go to. There's always more of our soul to expose. And I think you hold
2: back a lot too, because you think like, oh, that person either doesn't want to hear that or they're going to get upset if they hear this or I'm going to get upset if I talk about it. And I think as we've started exploring, actually just getting the words out there and saying what we're thinking and having these conversations actually, you know, builds upon a lot more than not doing that, basically.
1: Definitely. And it's like the speed at which you can reach depth in conversation after you have those uncomfortable conversations appears to increase so you can get beyond the like how's your day type thing much much more quickly I don't after think you've you have ever
2: asked me that by the way so <laughs> now i, I always you ask like what was the ask-
1: best so I'll, if i do ask anything that along that i'll always try to ask like what was the best part like the most exciting part of your day like, i like
2: that i like that too but <laughs> you know what tomorrow i want to how was your day
1: <laughs> no, no <that's> the <laughs> you worst. will. You will
2: ask me that.
1: Uh, that's the worst. All um, right, so maybe
2: we should jump into like the actual platform. So, like, let's start off with like. Twitter. Yeah, So
1: okay. So we, so we talked about the conversations, and the whole point of that is you can use some technology to text somebody right now and ask them like, "What's the most exciting thing you're working on?" And that's like the opportunities are in our network right now. And saying like, "I had this crazy idea." So if you have an idea to help someone, I think so often we think that if somebody is doing you know better or or worse at something they might be at a different stage in life or they might be at a different stage in their business we hold back from giving advice you know we basically wait for this like everything to be in a row and be perfect and the stage to be set and you know we want to get some uh, some courage from like a drink or something like that to wait and to talk to them it's like don't let that hold you up just say what it is now Stop worrying if the person is like ready for it. Don't imagine like, oh, this person is going to react a certain way. Just try it. Just try saying the thing to them and then getting to a more, you're going to get to a more authentic place for sure. Yep. So, okay. How do we think about using some platforms now, now that we have the mindset that the people around us are the keys to unlocking clues for our own, you know, Westworldian maze or whatever it is that we're trapped in and or maybe we chose to be here i don't know i kind of believe the she latter chose to be here i yeah I, I i chose the latter and it appears to be that what you choose in fact uh, comes true okay so side note not to get to uh to woo like woo or uh secret-y, but i believe that yeah Who didn't m- more know the more. word
2: woo woo the other day was yeah. that ian <laughs> that's <laughs> and, so funny to me well
1: it's not a, it's not a common word and when you uh, when you bring it up it just sounds yeah it just sounds really weird
2: don't be woo woo yeah, don't that be. That doesn't worried. sound weird to me. <laughs> All right.
1: But again, that's a uh, a cultural thing where you know we know that a certain portion of people who are listening might say oh, it's like that's to this or that's to that, but yeah, whatever. So the point is we want to get past any of those those fears and those limitations and technological platforms and social media and things like that, they can be opportunity generators. And I don't mean opportunity generators from a passive income standpoint, and maybe you've heard me rally against this before, but you know, internet marketing and things like that. Just like not into that, not into that whatsoever. I think that there are like how people are using the internet now is not how people are going to be using the internet in the future. Yep, and so moving beyond that to, So how do you use these platforms to unlock a, a crazy job opportunity? So that that's another like common misconception and myth that we have to, that deserves busting right now is that jobs are for suckers or that the Big opportunities are all out on your own and starting a company and things like that. That's just so, so far from the truth is that anything that is going to endure and stand the test of time requires dozens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people to collaborate on and build. And it's so easy to check out and just make money online and freelance and do this and that. That's fine. I'm not knocking it by any stretch of the imagination, but ultimately, if we view platforms as opportunity generators, and if we get really serious about making a better future for humanity, we're forced to think about how can we start working together with a larger group of people? It could be, if you're a freelancer, it could be the guild you're working with or the people in your co-working space. It could be like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to start out with you know dozens of people or hundreds of people, but I'm just kind of like encouraging everyone to explore the idea that it takes a ton of people to accomplish anything. So the social media presence that we have now We don't have to become a brand. We don't have to do this or we don't have to do that. But I think that anytime we get a chance to build an authentic connection or pave the way for an authentic connection, specifically one that can occur offline, it gets really, really exciting. So we can fall into the trap of wanting an opportunity to be generated when we go viral or when we get a lot of exposure for something or when we sell a lot of whatever it is that we're selling. That's fine. That's that's okay. But ultimately, we can really get that Archimedes lever of technological progress and move something that is far heavier than we could ever move on our own when we start and spark conversations using technology, email, text message, social media, that then go offline, where in the real world, connection on a much deeper level can happen. And this is something that is, people forgot <laughs> the art of real world connection and making jokes and making someone feel comfortable and taking that meeting and things like that when it's warranted. So the first step there is really getting mindful about creating a social presence that defines who we are. So it, it, we don't have to go over the top, but we do have to make sure that like a lot of our ducks are in a row in terms of coming across as uh, as competent and really getting the mindset of selling ourselves. So so putting don't be afraid to put out there what it is that you have or do or are an expert at that's really valuable. So yeah, it's, it's common sense and I don't want this to be like a social media refresher or anything like that. But thinking about like, what do you have that's valuable that other people want? And oftentimes that, that last part gets left out. So what do you have that a lot of people want or that in your day-to-day real world interactions with people, people comment on again and again or ask you for, maybe people are already paying for it right now. That could be a great reason that you use to, spark that initial conversation that then goes offline with potential collaborators, co-conspirators on whatever great adventure it is or great venture that you're scheming up. That's how you're gonna gonna find them.
2: Yeah. And I think you can't find interesting people if you're not interesting yourself. And yeah. Like most times everyone has something interesting about themselves, but they just aren't highlighting it in the proper way. So yeah. making sure your Twitter or your LinkedIn or all your socials are basically showing the most interesting thing about yourself that's going to pull in the people that you want to get to know is the way to do it. And that's exactly what we did. I think in the early days when we were starting the mission was basically finding the people that we wanted to get to know, finding the writers, finding the people that we wanted to work with. And taking that online to offline conversion where it's like hey let's let's meet in a coffee shop in Palo Alto let's talk about what you want to write about let's talk about how we can you know highlight your writing and do this and that and here's where the mission wants to go and our bigger vision which is exactly what we're doing now is how we curated the people that we wanted to hang around with and get to know and you know have in our community
1: yes and it was all the result of either email connections or asking you know certain people that i respected like you know who should i meet in regards to this or that and it's like in real life and the real world that is where the real opportunities are going to be generated but of course there are plenty of platforms though where you can get to the frontier of the future so we talked before like obviously uh, medium so the mission is still the largest active publication on medium and which is exciting which is really cool and there are other platforms though like angel list where people who live in the future in more ways than one are on those platforms so if you're interested from a wealth standpoint you can look at AngelList if you're interested. From you know a philosophical standpoint, you can go onto Amazon and browse some obscure self-published categories, and you know really find see what's selling well on those categories that's self-published, and that's a great place to find interesting people to connect with. But generally, those people are are out there, and so the obvious ones of Twitter. You know, maybe consider following some people who have an anonymous profile or who have a. Uh, persona that they've developed that doesn't disclose their identity. So I think that that's those are really interesting places to start.
2: Yeah. What do you think about LinkedIn? That's one where I'm like
1: It's it's you know what's crazy? Know. LinkedIn is actually getting in some ways more spammy, but also better at the same time. How's that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's getting more useful from a standpoint of as they develop their video product, I can see it becoming a very valuable place for businesses. I still think it's a it's a valuable place for businesses to have some type of presence and recruit from and seeing that track record of that people have and built up profiles is, I mean, I use that, uh, whether it's LinkedIn or a company to get a pre meeting briefing. They both work great. A company was a a company that was, (laughs) a company was a company. That's uh, the, start, the start of a joke that I, I haven't written yet. Oh, but uh, well, they were recently acquired by, Keep practicing. <laughs> they were recently acquired by Cisco. Uh, it's just a great way to get a, a pre-meeting brief when you schedule something on your calendar. It syncs up and then sends you a list of if that person's been in the news lately or what their their recent changes are to their social accounts or LinkedIn. Oh, that's cool. Uh, stuff like that. But re- yeah, really useful tool. And I just use LinkedIn for meetings today to get a wow. uh, brief on what people are up to, what they've done. Maybe I'm
2: being too hard a, on them then because- yeah, and, I it, go but it's, war- it. it's warranted because some yeah. of the
1: stuff is so obnoxious and the sponsored in-mail messages are just yes and it's like
2: it. it's so-and-so's birthday I'm like I don't care <laughs> like if I want to know someone's birthday I'll go to Facebook or if it's like congratulate someone on their second year here I'm like cool I don't know and maybe that's Because like in the previous episodes we were talking about, maybe it's not enough dopamine hits. Like I know what to expect when I go to LinkedIn. It's not giving me anything unexpected. And so it's just starting to get boring. I'm not looking for a job. That's a great Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's a great thing. So I think that 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 brings up a really important point that we're driven like moths to a light when it comes to novelty. So things that we have not experienced before and new types of interactions and things like that. So I think that's a challenge that social networks typically fail at is continually inducing new types of novelty that are beneficial a new stimulus that's beneficial. So as we start to explore these platforms more, a great word to keep in our dictionary here is upside. So how do we get upside exposure to new opportunities? And so, yep, it's just a simple word, but generally viewing each of these platforms as a way to generate those starting points of conversation. They're not a way to close the deal. So many people, again, it's a cliche thing, but so many people use the for the profiles and social things and those interactions as a way to close the deal. Yeah, or, too aggressive. Yeah, it's just it's too aggressive when a laid back approach always, always does better. So be confident in the fact that what you have is valuable and you have valuable things and the amount of value you have to offer you might not even have any any idea of how much it is right now. Continue to develop that and just remember that the real things, the crazy ideas and teams and everything like that, they're being built very quietly behind the scenes. There are lots of fascinating people who don't want that much public attention or they only want it in certain ways, in certain channels on their own terms. And so by seeking out those things, whether it's through you know personal websites that's something where a lot like a lot of people forget that that's typically the the best place to go to see who someone is sometimes or maybe it's their podcast or maybe it's their this or their, their newsletter or something like that the point is there are fascinating people out there and there are clues that you need to unlock massive opportunities that are uniquely suited to you they exist they're real and if you go out there and find them I think that yeah you'll be able to corroborate that story
2: I agree all right, that about sums up the episode. Hope you guys liked it. And yep, as always, follow us on our socials at the mission HQ. Tweet at us. Tell us what you're thinking. If you like it, if you love it. Don't and tell it us anything mean.
1: Is, <laughs> or do. That's fine. And we'll probably have a mean tweet. Tweet a tweets. chat if it's mean. Yeah, we'll have a mean tweets at at some point, which is <laughs> yeah, gonna be really, really fun. I look forward to that. But anyways, have a great weekend. It's Friday today. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And if you're enjoying the mission daily, please rate and review. So Obviously, I think most people listening are subscribed. The subscriber rate has been huge. And yeah, keep subscribing. Apple and, and the, it. the percentage is crazy. It's like 88% of people who download subscribe, which is so humbling. We're so honored, so excited. Thank you so much. And uh, leave us a rating and review. That helps. And if you get really, really crazy, if you're really mission driven and share with one person or text the Mission Daily to one person, that means a lot and it helps move the needle for us. So thank you so much. And we will
0: see you on Monday.
2: Thanks, everyone. See ya
0: later. The Mission Studios creates custom media for world-class companies like Salesforce, Twilio, Katera, and more. To connect with our team of creatives, you can reach us at infothemission.co.
2: Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.